Hello and welcome to another Maritime and Coast Guard Agency podcast. Paddleboarding. It's fun. It's a chance to do something on the water. It's something anyone can have a go at. All these things are true of those who love this particular activity, but it has its downsides too. HM Coast Guard regularly rescues paddleboarders who have unwittingly got into difficulty at sea. So in this podcast, we've brought together Mark and Marcus, Coast Guards who are all based across South and West Wales, and they have some advice and tips on how best to enjoy paddleboarding without having to call 999 and ask for the Coast Guard. Mark is a senior coastal operations officer in that area, and Marcus, a member of the Cardigan Coast Guard rescue team. Yeah, the area in which we uh, cover, so south and west Wales, is highly popular with tourism, and we obviously we want people to visit the area um, and enjoy the beauties of it. Um, you know, we don't want to be the fun police, and probably most of the CROs that are in this area, a lot of them do enjoy those activities as well. I pretty regularly paddleboard. There's a massive different types of craft. You know, some uh, it's great easy access to the water. You know, you can sit on them, you can stand on them, you can kneel on them. Um, you can surf on certain types of boards as well, um, so that they're really a kind of a, a do-it-all bit of kit, really, which is super attractive. And in terms of costings, because they're so cheap now, they're accessible to kind of pretty much everyone. So, where does it go wrong? Marcus explains how a great day out can turn into one you'd rather forget. From my perspective, I think it's about people not foreseeing the risk in the activity they're undertaking. Um, in the coastal environment, there are so many variables. There's the, the water temperatures, there's the tides. Estuaries can be really problematic um, with rips. Um, and then there's the wind. Um, that's massive. You know, we can, we can go to a beach... Um, we can be sitting on the beach with our family and paddleboard and, you know, there may be some, I'd say, just uh, 10, 15 metre cliffs just around or behind us. And that can be enough to create a pocket on the beach where there's not really a lot of wind. Um, if it's not a beach that's manned by lifeguards, there probably won't be any flags to give us an indication of which direction the wind's travelling in. And we can go out on the paddleboard, paddle maybe 50, 75 metres out and be fine and progress a little further. Suddenly the wind will be there and where it's kind of dropped off the, the, the cliffs and suddenly you're, you're getting pushed. And, you know, even at 15 miles an hour, it's still 15 miles an hour. And so that, that's where the problems begin, really, is, is especially if the wind is on your back, um, you just don't notice it and you can be moving really quite rapidly. And that there are other issues as well in that, you know, you, you could have a, an onshore, um, you could have some knowledge, you could have an onshore on a beach and you, you may be paddling around quite happily and then decide you might see a point just off to your left or right and decide to have a little bit of an explore. Um, you go around the corner of a, of, a, of a headland, maybe still, you know, within sight of the beach and, you know, you paddle 20 metres around the corner and the wind there could be blowing you you know, across and away from where you want to be. Um, again, at 15 miles an hour, that can move you super quick. Um, and before you know it, you know, the conditions can change. That 15 mile an hour could start gusting up to 20, 30 miles an hour. And that can happen in a, in a, you know, in a blink in a moment. Um, so I think really it's about being aware of 
what the conditions are, are going to be as well. Not the conditions, not the prevalent conditions, but also the forecast conditions. That's really important. The sea is not a swimming pool, and even the most experienced paddleboarder can find things go wrong. Mark has a warning, and Marcus some tips which may help in those moments. A surfer is only, is only as good as possibly the last time they went in, and a lot of tourists might not have been out for 12 months, or you know, a lot of our customers, for want of a better word, might have never been out on the water. Um, you know, the, the people may see it, oh, it's a little bit of fun, but like you said, you start going out and these conditions start increasing. Do you have the fitness and the capabilities of going back in? You know, can people swim or do they just assume that oh, I've, I'm on I'm on a board, I'm fine, I don't intend to go in the water? But actually, then if something goes wrong, the only thing I would add, uh, add to Marcus's points is about the safety elements. If you do go out that much further, please stay with your board. From a, from a search and rescue point of view, you'll be much more noticeable uh, and safer for yourself by staying on that board. Um, whether that's a surfboard, windsurf, w- whatever it is, uh, just create that buoyancy as well. It'll, it'll help with your exposure by not actually being in the water as well. Um, so yeah, please, please, you know, stay with that implement as as long as it's safe to do so. I would say. There's also some some uh, really simple things you can do in terms of um, your body position on a paddleboard as well. If you're caught in the wind, um, there are some self rescue techniques that a lot of paddleboarders just don't know. Um, when you're standing on a board, you're a little like a sail. Um, and so if you are struggling in the wind, the first thing to do is to get down on your knees. You know, you're review, re- reducing your profile in the wind um, and it makes it a little easier for you to work into wind. Um, the next level is to forget the paddle. You get on your belly like you would do a surfboard. You get in a prone position and you paddle into the wind and you'll find actually... In fairly strong winds, you can make good headway because you're so close to the water at that point. And that, that's actually a self-rescue technique that, that um, instructors would teach. Even if you have experience on a paddleboard, um, it's about talking to local providers, um, people that know the area. I think that's really essential. Um, people that... Uh, paddle even local paddlers they'll be able to tell you about you know rips or particular valleys that the wind rips down and can send you out to sea quite quickly um, I think it's about just looking for that little bit of education local education is, is really essential there are actually some great groups on Facebook and some of the groups on Facebook you can uh, drop the question in you know say I'm, I'm paddling down in um, Aberporth or on, off to Trescythe today um, and sometimes the guys that are on those groups can actually give you some local advice which is fantastic um, so it's about using those groups in a, in a really positive way um, on some of the groups they'll have information on there that you can access they'll they'll have um, paperwork that you can complete for risk assessments and that kind of thing as well you know if you're going for a longer paddle um, I definitely recommend that if you're taking a sort of a three or four hour paddle um, you know look look for a risk assessment that you can carry out especially if you're going with friends because you know when you take people with you you do take some responsibility for those people too and, that, and that's a you know really important factor um, and that can make a huge difference to your experience on the water. Mark you you mentioned about personal responsibility and people are coming on holiday they want to relax they want to have a good time do you think sometimes that perhaps people forget to take these things into consideration 
Yeah, and I suppose uh, yeah, I'll put myself guilty in that position as well. You're on a holiday, your sun's shining, hopefully, uh, wherever you are, um, and you want to enjoy yourself. And I suppose when you look at it as a beautiful place and it's nice weather, your risk awareness is probably less than it probably should be. And sometimes you might be in a bit of a false sense of security. Oh, there's lifeguards on this beach. Is this, that, and the other? But they're human as well. And yeah, they've got a difficult job too. Likewise, our Coast Guard rescue teams and lifeboats as well. They can only get to you when they get to you, you know, in terms of the, it, w- it would be an emergency, but there's other things they deal with as well, I suppose. And it's probably just balancing really and just trying to have that awareness um, of yourself, of your surroundings. I, th- I think, suppose, for my own circumstances, as a father now, I got a four and a half year old, you're constantly watching them and probably being overprotective. Whereas I suppose if you've got older kids or teenagers and stuff, they probably know or think they know probably a little bit better about the world. So I suppose it's where you are with your personal circumstances as well. I'm going to comment on that as well. I have teenage children and, it, it, you know, that brings with it its own set of problems <laughs> because they do think they know best and they do put themselves into those riskier positions, you know, um, situations um, without us around, um, without, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, and, and often you'll see the, the you know, the teenage boys um, tends to be will go zooming out on a paddleboard without a care in the world, um, and I guess they're quite often the ones that you know need some assistance. I've got some great things about kit as well. I think um, I think in terms of your kit, some really simple things you can do to help you. And Mark mentioned earlier about staying with your board. Um, there's some really simple things you can do. You can buy reflective tape and you can put that on your board. That's that's massive, you know, in terms of you know. Th- th- the RNLI or whoever being able to see your board, that, that little bit of um, reflective tape can be seen from so much further away than, you know, if it just catches a little bit of light. A waterproof case for your phone, using a, a PFD, you know, a buoyancy aid, and depending on what you're doing, again, having the right kit with you, making sure you're taking some water, you know, making sure your battery and your phone is charged. Um, simple little things like that can make a huge difference. Tell someone where you're going, you know, tell them when you're going to be there contact them there are there are different um, apps available that you can um, buy into um, that you can log your route and you can have live routes sent back through to your your family as well which are fantastic assets to have um, but yeah there's there's a yeah you can make yourself safe for sure it's about thinking about what you're doing And of course, if the unthinkable happens, even after heeding all this advice and it does go wrong, call 999 and ask for the Coast Guard. You've been listening to the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency podcast. Until the next time, goodbye. The Maritime and Coast Guard Agency podcasts are produced and presented by Heather Skull.